Okay, I'm positive that's an old Doctor Who episode title. Also, the narrator tried to convince me that Duke participated in a tremendous battle in the arena of sport in the previous episode. My memory's not great, but I'm pretty sure I would have remembered a tremendous battle. Destro and the Baroness have a conversation about how Cobra Commander is wasting resources. Sadly, they don't spend any time practicing their clarinets. In the Arctic Circle, Major Blood uses robots to get the crystals they need and finish off the Joes. And the now glow-in-the-dark Snake Eyes sneaks out the back, right past the Cobra dudes who just let him go, even though he's carrying a giant barrel full of mass device crystals. Damn it, Major Blood! You think you're being kind of cool and merciful, but you're failing miserably. Go back to evil school. Back at the aircraft carrier playset, the doctor, whose name I didn't catch, he's probably called Lunch Meat or Grease Fire or something, does some kind of hypno-regression therapy with Duke to help him remember what he saw when he was at the Cobra Castle. Apparently this mumbo-jumbo works in the G.I. Joe universe, and Duke recalls the girl he gave his ring to. Apparently that's good enough because they pack up the mind-reading device and head up to do some diving. But who drives a cool enough boat to lead this expedition? Why, it's this guy! The show makes a really big deal of his dramatic entrance, then completely fails to tell us his name, or the name of his cool boat. Meanwhile, Snake Eyes is just wandering around in the Arctic, still glowing. He comes across a wolf caught in a bear trap, and being a kind-hearted sort of radioactive ninja lets the thing go. Then it starts following him, and tries to save him from a polar bear attack. Aww. The polar bear ends up being too much for the two of them, but they're rescued by a blind Scottish wizard with a cattle prod. So they got that going for him, I guess. Back at the water mission, oh, his name is Torpedo. Fine. They see some giant columns, which Duke says reminds him of giant tube worms. What an odd thing to say. Then one of the Joes makes a dumb joke while tapping on a column and giant tube worms emerge. What are the odds? The Cobra dudes are waiting for the Joes underwater, but the odds of that were literally one to one, so I won't even pretend to be surprised this time. They're led by the Baroness in a pink bathysphere, which frankly is a little disappointing. The worms end up overwhelming both sides, who agree to a temporary truce until they can get out of there with this particular mass device element, which is... heavy water? Well, whatever. You know, I can think of like half a dozen better names for these things than tube worms. Why not sea serpents, or just monsters? This is actually a pretty cool scene, but then somebody reminds me that they're worms, or I look up at the title and then I just shake my head. Anyway, they defeat the worms, and Cobra betrays their temporary truce, because of course they do. Back in the Arctic, the blind wizard, maybe he's a pirate because he calls Snake Eyes Me Bucko, cures the radiation sickness with some leaves and herbs. Damn it, I'm all for giant worms, mind control headbands, and killer robots, but a universe where holistic medicine actually works? My suspension of disbelief is straining, you guys. The old dude also decides that Snake Eyes Wolf needs a name, since he'll obviously be talking to him and calling for him all the time. So he names him Timber, proclaiming, "'Tis a perfect moniker!" And by the end of the scene, the accent has made a full transition from Scottish to Irish, so Snake Eyes decides that it's time to go before the guy starts doing a hilarious Bane voice or something. Meanwhile, the Joes create some kind of anti-satellite to blow up the one Cobra stole, so Cobra mass devices some cool space troops to defend the thing, to which Cobra Commander reacts thusly. We have just sealed the fate of G.I. Joe and ensured our future greatness. <laughs> Snake Eyes returns to base with his canister, which ends up being booby-trapped. And that's where we end it, with everyone dying from the poison gas. I mean, they're obviously dead, right? You can't parachute away from this. 